Hi guys, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking to a very special guest. It's none other than Casey Bennett. Casey is the CEO of Bennett Productions and he is also the director, producer and owner of Edge TV and Bikini Destination. Now he's traveled the world internationally as a photographer and as an executive producer and he's got some amazing stories uh, with some of the biggest names in the entertainment industry. But before we go, please go to our website. We are on Facebook, we are on Instagram, Twitter, VK, and WeChat for our Chinese listeners. Please go to at Till Craig Your Story to find us. And we also have a link there where it tells you where to find where Till Craig Your Story is streaming. We are on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio to name a few. And one more thing before I go, uh, we also still have running the competition to create the theme song for Till Craig Your Story podcast. You have until the end of the month to hand in your submission. And no longer than 90 seconds, guys. And I will announce the winger at the end of the month. All right, here we go. This is the chat that I had with Casey Bennett on Tell Craig Your Story podcast. Hi, Casey. How are you doing today? Hey, Craig. I'm doing pretty good considering. I'm doing all right. Yeah, what time is it now? Is it roughly 8.30, 9 o'clock? Yeah, it's about 8.30 on a Thursday. I guess it's a Friday for you, right? Friday yeah. afternoon, or what time is it there? It's uh, 1.40, 1.40 p.m. Yeah, okay. so, isn't that crazy? Uh, you, you, yeah. you think about that. Have you ever done the, the trip to Australia? You know, the... I, yeah, I, I just did. I've done it three times, but I just did recently. And I talked my friend, Bianca, like almost every day that's in Adelaide. So yeah. I, had to, I got the times more or less figured out, but uh, yeah, she's she's trying to come back to LA now, and it's, now she can't get out of Australia. So oh right, yeah. with the lockdown, yeah right. Yeah, but it's hard to get her to come into the US. We finally got a visa. Now she can't get out of Australia. So, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. easy, but we were just in Bali, so we were in Bali for like two weeks, and then we were, I was going to come to Australia for you know. I wanted to do my show, Bikini Destinations, and a couple other things in Australia. I've never done it, so I was going to just come scouting around, looking at some cool places. And uh, but then we, we realized we better get out of there before we stuck. But I wouldn't mind yeah. being stuck in Australia. It wouldn't be the worst thing ever. Uh, I don't think. It's such a tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar situation. I was supposed to go. I was going to go to LA. I had a, like a cheap flight that I found. I was going to go. I had plans to go and see some friends in Chicago and LA, and and then. Two days before I was supposed to leave, uh, I got the message the U.S. had uh, locked the borders and yeah. uh, weren't letting anybody in except for uh, U.S. And I was like, ah, oh, damn it. So Good old Trump. I, Trump's, Trump's a great president. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Our country's weird. They either love him or they don't like him at all. I don't really like him at all, but, you know, I just, yes. he'd be all right if he would just not talk much. But he always yes. says the wrong thing all the time, so it's like, just... You, I would be okay with you, a lot of the things you do, but just don't open your mouth anymore because every time he does, it just, I'm just like, why did you just say that? You're just, it goes, it goes worldwide, right? Yeah, and it's the dumbest stuff every time. <laughs> How did he get, become president? I, you gotta be kidding me. Jesus. Yeah. 
but yeah you know. well, well hopefully hopefully all this thing uh, goes away very very soon and uh, uh, especially the entertainment industry as well like um, it's sort of uh, sort of shut down as well can't yeah. really do anything about it so no. how was how, how has it affected uh, your work you know you said you were going to come out to Australia but um, did you have any sort of plans during this period that you were yeah you I you know I had some plans but luckily I, I snuck a, a trip in and Right beforehand, so I got back. You know, did the two basically two half hours for the show in Bali. So I uh, just to the just to the edge before everything was falling apart. It was already kind of happening, but uh, we we didn't really go out where a bunch of people were. We we the thing about Bali is you can, as you guys from Australia know, you can it's pretty reasonable prices. So you can get these amazing villas for like a lot less than most places. So yes, we were we were having a great time. You know, we got these. Villas that would normally be like I don't even know maybe ten thousand dollars a day for for like seven hundred dollars or something because I had a yes. crew of sixteen people so if we went to hotels it would cost a fortune but this is like having our own hotel is amazing so I wouldn't mind being stuck there and I had all Australian girls with me too because I I uh, do these uh, I, I sponsor and judge these beauty pageants it's, it's called swim. Uh, Susa, uh, swimwear, um, <laughs> swimmer, uh, international, international yeah. swimmer pageant. And, uh, so I, I judged that and I picked the girls and I, I was only supposed to pick a few of them, but I, I picked 12. So I took six to, uh, to Bali for the two shows and I was supposed to go to uh, Maldives, you know, afterward, but, uh, uh, we can't go right now. So we're just we're editing. We're doing a lot of editing right now, right. which is good because, you know, you're stuck at home. So it's, so I have plenty to do here, which is not too bad. But I'm getting a little anxious to, you know, get, get back, back to normal. Of course. Yeah. And, and is your family doing okay as well in this in this period? Yeah, my family's doing all right. My my dad passed away a number of years ago, but my mom's 97 years old, and she's she lives in Newport Beach, and she's she's doing just fine. It's like you know, she doesn't go leave the house or anything, but she's so basically she's doing the same thing she did before so she's not a big <laughs> difference for her so yeah, yeah. she just might make it to 100 possibly but who knows uh, well, but yeah that's, 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 uh, and, and i saw I saw it in a video that uh, you took her to Disneyland there a, a couple of years ago what was that experience like yeah that was like <laughs> such, so shocked 94th birthday 95th or i think it was two yeah it was uh two years ago and uh, she even went on Thunder Mountain. <laughs> That's so I cool. think that could be a record. I don't know. She, we didn't really, you know, ask around, but not too many ninety-seven year olds go on roller coaster rides. <laughs> That's you know, right. we literally had to pick her up, put her in the seat. But, you know, we have a friend of ours is this big. Uh, uh, he's uh, a big uh, uh, rugby player. So he's oh, big. Yeah. So he's like lift her up and put her in the seat. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, you know, classic. Yeah, right. my sister always wants to do stuff like go to Disneyland or get her out of the house to do something fun. So that that was pretty fun. That's she pretty was good. actually was on a Wave Runner at ninety five, riding a Wave Runner. <laughs> so that's in Mexico. So she's pretty amazing for her her age. You know, she's yeah. slowing down pretty good now, but at ninety seven. But you know, at ninety five to be on a Wave Runner in Mexico, yeah. around. My dad was there too at the time. He was like eighty seven. But she was she was faster than him. Yeah, right. She <laughs> was ninety five. She was like ninety, I guess, or ninety something. I forget. But yeah. and then I saw I saw another video of you wearing the you know, the Playboy bunny hat, and you were actually dressed up in a in a, in a bunny suit. Yeah, well, 
I think that was for I did that to, for Easter actually. Oh I right. To, uh, uh, I was paddleboarding around, but I did that for my mom. At the time, she was kind of depressed because she was uh, my dad passed away. So, you know, sometimes you have to do stupid stuff to uh, you know yeah. make people you care about smile. So I did that. But I, I just had that footage from. I didn't do that recently. I just kind of put it up on my my uh, you know Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You know, I make it look like an idiot, but you know what the hell? Every now and then, I don't mind looking kind of foolish every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> can't oh, do it all the time. That's for sure. But <laughs> you know, it, what's the saying? Laughter is the best medicine, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I believe that fully. Yeah. So, so Casey, if I wanted to talk about your resume, we'd be here till next week. <laughs> Just looking through all the things that all the things that you've done and you've accomplished, and and what you have planned for the future. I mean. Um, is just uh, an amazing uh, accomplishment and achievement. So let's go back, like right back to the start. So I do believe you grew up in Massachusetts. Is that is that were you born in Massachusetts? No, I was up? actually bo- born in L.A. My, my born in L.A. Was a, yeah, I was. We, I, I was kind of like instead of an army brat, I was a bit of a TV brat. My dad was in the business. He started off as a you know like a sales guy, and then he ended up going up the ranks, and uh, he you know he got to be general sales manager in what is now the Fox channel in uh, LA, but at the time oh, there was wow. like four channels back then. But uh, he got the job to run one of the, be a general manager of the, the, the station, which is, uh, it's Fox now, but it was Metro Media in uh, Washington. So we went from LA to Washington. Then he got promoted to New York. And then he got, he got this big deal went on in, uh, in Boston. So we ended up going there. So we, we right. moved like every two, three years, which, isn't that great? Because you know, it's, luckily I could adapt pretty well. But, but uh, you just get to meet your friends and everything. Is like, yes. okay? We're going. <laughs> like, what do you mean we're going? Where are we going? Yeah. But, uh, but I did get to live in LA. Uh, you know, outside of Washington D.C., Connecticut, outside of New York and Boston. And I ended up going to college in Colorado, and I've been back here ever since. So I, right. I get. But I would. Prefer, I love, love living in LA the most for sure. All right. So how, how did you get it? So, so obviously it was your dad's influence that did you actually uh, help him out uh, when, you, when you were first starting, like producing and, and directing and being a part of that? Well, I don't think I can't say he, I helped him out, but I can say he helped me out. Right. <laughs> just, right. you know, he was very supportive. I was he was more in the management side of things and a general manager and sales and, you know, running the whole channel. I was always more creative. Wanted to, I wanted to get my hands on the cameras and stuff. So yes, I. Uh, but I, I got. I learned from him in the very, you know, little, you know, vacations. We back then there weren't, weren't little video cameras because you know I've been around for a while. <laughs> they, they, uh, they, and you know, some people were lucky to have a little Super 8 film camera. My dad had a little Bell and Helps uh, 16 millimeter camera for our home movies. So I got my hands on that again. You know, this is pretty cool. I want to do that. So, you know, I when I was like. 12 years old i started making little films and stuff so i uh i just figured i i wanted to do that i just yeah. i just knew right away that's kind of what i wanted to do so so so, so it went from there so you were 12 years old at the time and then and then what what were you doing there like just you saying like short little films like yeah i did uh well i, I did a, my very first little film was a little monster movie with a super 8 camera and that, you know, you had, you know, ketchup for blood and stuff. But, you know, I, <laughs> that was a pretty stupid one. But when in, in high school, I actually did a uh, movie in my little film class, which, you know, 
and let's face it, nobody had real good cameras or anything in a high school, in public high school in Massachusetts, so in the 70s. So, <laughs> but I had this 60 millimeter camera, and, and I, I don't know how I figured it out, but I managed to, I edited, you know, by the old way, but you had to cut the film and glue it together. And I had sounds, yeah. a magnetic sound stripe on it for a soundtrack and everything. So, I don't know if you remember the movie Easy Rider, but uh, I kind of yeah. used the soundtrack to that. I did this whole like, you know, like back then, back then the, the uh, French Connection was a big movie. So I did the, I, the Wellesley Connection, this whole movie with you know, a drug deal and the fights and chase scenes and the whole thing. And <laughs> to the soundtrack of uh, Born to be Wild. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> and then Goddamn the Pusher. And then, so when I, when I did that movie, like for the classic, I, the, the teacher just went, holy mackerel. <laughs> How would you do that? <laughs> But I had a little help, but uh, but yeah. but I uh, basically, I wish I still had that, but unfortunately it all kind of disintegrated because you know it's glued oh, together. Oh, you don't have it. Oh. I played it like three times, and that was that was it. But you know, and that was the anybody... first time I really shot something and put it together. It was pretty fun. And did anybody <laughs> else get a chance to see that, or well, besides yourself? Uh, I had a little screening at the house. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, it was kind of embarrassing a little bit because you know I'm I'm not a big druggie, but I, it was I found all these weird characters in high school that made it, made it look like we made this big drug deal but it's like flour and a big bag and stuff and and there's you know a chase scene and motorcycles and all this stuff and stupid fight and stuff but but they, they were pretty impressive I, I did it you know it's kind of funny i mean that nobody else in that class did anything remotely like that so, <laughs> so i was like i got an a so it's, oh, you know. that's great <laughs> maybe oh, an a plus i don't remember <laughs> i don't normally do that well in school you know back then but that class I did pretty well. Yeah, right. And and then then you said you went on to uh, to go to um, university in Denver. Yeah. Uh, what did you study there? Did you I, did you I do studied mass communications and then uh, photography. So actually, I went to I, I went to school for what I'm doing. <laughs> so, but uh, <laughs> back then, their video cameras were really crappy ones. So, but we did little movies in 16 millimeter and stuff. But you know, I. If you don't really learn how to shoot until you just go out and do it, but uh, that's basically I did study what I do now, and you know, photography was way different back then. You know, you literally yes. had to, you know, develop the film and you know, go in a dark room and make the prints and stuff. It's now it's so much easier. You just use these iPhones and yeah, know, that's you don't right. Don't even know how to be a photographer because uh, the girls I work with just they always have their iPhone and taking pictures. I'm going, Taking selfies here for? They take amazing pictures just with their you know, their phone. It used to be, it was a bit of a, you know, you know, a specialized thing to be able to take good pictures. Now you just take the phone and, and you get amazing stuff. Yeah, that's it. That can and, be a little frustrating. And, and do you still go back to that? Do you still do that? Like, you know, have you got like a place in your, you know, where you can go to where you actually still do the old school no, style? No. Or, no, no, that's all gone? No, oh. no. Computers now, I just like, it's no. Yeah, so much, so much. I mean, it'd be kind of interesting, but but uh, I've already done, been there, done that. It's, yeah, it's, it's like I've had cameras. The first camera I bought, first real professional camera I bought, was like almost a hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that right. can, camera now is like you can make a table out of it or something. It's like <laughs> you know, you can't. It's worthless basically. Yeah. But at the time, it was you know the first handheld video cameras. There were only a couple of companies that made them, and it's like if. You know, it's, I kind of jumped ahead a little bit, but I was a uh, news cameraman for CNN, which I, yeah. I guess you probably wonder how I really got started in all this stuff. I, I was willing to work at CNN after I had this job for this really 
let's just say not that great advertising agency yeah. where I did these commercial car commercials that were pretty bad. It's basic, but <laughs> I got my hands on this camera that you know to shoot the cars, and you know it's, I just I, so I learned the camera. So when CNN was first starting, they 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 kind of somehow I found out they're looking for camera guys that had a little bit of experience and. And uh, so, you know, I was one of the few people who had experience with one of these cameras that was willing to work for $4 an hour. So <laughs> I just I said, screw it. I want to do that. So, yeah, I did that. It, it was great. It was, I, in retrospect, I would have paid to work there because I learned yes. so much. It was, it was amazing. That's and how I really got into all this stuff, CNN. And how long did you do that for? I did yeah. it for a little more than two years, I think. Yeah, right. And uh, it, I, I, was, I got to be one of the better camera guys and. And because uh, I was willing to take risks and stuff because I'm a little crazy. So yeah. uh, the president of CNN really liked me because I did all these investigative stuff and whatever. Oh, but, cool. But kind of funny stories. I, I finally, after a few years, I go, I can't work. I got up to eight dollars an hour. So and the other network camera guys were making like way more than that. So I'm like, I, yeah. you know, I'm as good as they are. So why I, I can't do this anymore. So I quit. And then like a week later, I, uh, I went to this. TV convention, and I, I ran into the president of CNN at the time, wow. and he goes, okay, Sam, I'm so glad I found you. There's a war breaking out down in Argentina. I, I need, you need to get fly to New York and pick up Jim Clancy, and a producer, and you got to get to Buenos Aires. And I'm going, I really hate to tell you, but I quit last week. I, I just couldn't work for the money anymore. Yeah. And he goes, oh, no, really? Well, I'll hire you freelance. How much do you want freelance? I go, I don't know. 200 a day? <laughs> at the time, that was a lot of money. Yeah, Maybe 250, I can't remember, but but uh, he goes, okay, I'll hire you for freelance. Just, just be for a week or two. I'm like, okay. Yeah, so I, that sounds good to me. Wow. So I ran home back to L.A. and packed my bags, went to New York and went to Buenos Aires. And I went there for two months. So I, I made about $10,000. So that's how I bought my first camera after that. Wow. So we were filming the Falkland Island War. So it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. Tense. Pretty so first off, how did you get like a like a visa to get in there and then tell us about that experience? Wow. Oh, it was pretty it was pretty it was pretty cool. We yeah. had some weird stuff going on, but on the rest of the time it was there was some there was some boring moments and then there were some scary moments. But you know, two months is we I, I forgot how we got a visa, but they got got it somehow. But uh we, we were started off in Buenos Aires the first month and uh we were trying to get some exclusive shots of, of these prisoners and stuff and and I uh, get shot around this airport and a few things. And, and uh, so one time we got picked up and questioned for espionage. And, and uh, so, that wasn't very fun. <laughs> guns on us and stuff. And, but, uh, yeah, it was interesting stuff. But then the other times we were, was, we were la laughing because we, we were eating at these great restaurants. And we had the best meat there. And we were staying at the Sheraton. And we're just, just doing these live feeds out of the Sheraton. And uh, this is great. But then we went off in this uh, little town and got stuck there called Commodore Rivadavia for a number of weeks. And it was very boring there. So I was like yes. going crazy after a while. But, but uh, it, was, it was worth it all, for sure. And then did you continue with uh, CNN then? Or did you? No, I didn't. That was, uh, that... I just, you know, I, I, I guess I could have or would have. But, but uh, I just was... I shot enough in news at that time, so I was ready to do more sports and stuff. So right. I, you know, I really like filming sport, uh, sports and you know extreme stuff. And that was even before they called it extreme. But I we filmed a lot of ski racing, so I, I started doing a lot of uh, surfing and ski racing and and you know the kind of sports I loved. So I just I kind of started thinking to myself, I just want to shoot stuff that I kind of like doing, as opposed to being forced to go shoot a press yes. conference or something. So. 
I started doing, I had one of the first extreme sports shows. And uh, so I, you know, after a couple of years, I didn't do it right away, but in a few years, I, I did the show called The Extremist. And uh, right. we did we did 80 half hours of the extreme sports. And it was really one of the first extreme sports shows. And uh, I can't really call it The Extremist anymore because yeah. you know, it's like it's about terrorism. But <laughs> but uh, at the time, it was, it was, you know, one of the best shows out there for extreme sports. And so I'm and pretty he- proud of that. And are you into uh, do you into their sports as well? Like, do you actually do that, or are you just happy to just be behind the camera? I do some and... of it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't do much of it anymore. But I've, yeah. I've been skiing. I mean, back in the day when we would film ski skiing, we did a lot of ski racing, but we also went off and shot some you know hella skiing and stuff. And the cameras were big back then, so I you know I have pictures of me lugging these big cameras in a backpack, and somebody else <laughs> had a tripod, and the other person had a tape deck, and it was like. And then we'd get into these, we'd be skiing down these slopes and stuff with these heavy backpacks. Now you have these little cameras, GoPros and stuff. Yeah. And drone, drones are this big. You know, yes. it, was, it was much harder back then. But we, we, did, we did a bunch of stuff with POB that before they had GoPros. We, we mounted these little cameras on skis. And, and uh, it's, it was way different. It's much simpler now to do it with these GoPros. It's amazing. Yes. So um, you, you said you're talking about sports as well. Uh, you're a big sports fan. I, I saw, uh, you know, Tiger Woods there. You got to mention, and uh, you're a Dodgers, a Dodgers fan. So, so tell us about the sports. Are you like an LA sporting fan? Oh yeah, I, I mean, general. Uh, it's funny. My mom is uh, still at her age is a huge Laker fan. Right. So, I mean, yeah. She she actually one of the games she went to. She got interviewed during the broadcast because oh, right. uh, it was for her 90th birthday and uh, she somehow we knew somebody that knew somebody or whatever i wasn't there at the time but but <laughs> she's a huge laker fan she didn't, didn't miss a game and wow. so she was pretty devastated when kobe passed away but, oh uh, yeah that was that yeah was, it was you know it's kind of bummer now besides the whole kobe thing of course that's horrible but but you can't there's no sports now it's just sort of yeah that's right stop. It's every, no, yeah. no baseball no basketball know anything i mean it's just you know it's pretty nuts i mean this whole corona thing just, you know it just kind of came out of left field and it's like what happened to the world it just like yeah. stopped <laughs> it's like, and, and like it's it's funny because that. like yeah you think that we'd have like some sort of backup plan but we 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 didn't <laughs> yeah you know what i mean I figured there's smart people and then they kind of come up with a vaccine pretty fast. And yeah, it's yeah. not really happening. So yeah, like, saying saying it's gonna take like six to twelve months to 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 get the vaccines happening. So yeah, I'm afraid to leave the house. I mean, you're not supposed yeah, to, but right. I mean, yeah. you can. But to do what? <laughs> Walk yeah, that's that's right. Well, I actually, went to the, the beach the other day, and I just I was like the only one on it because I live yeah. by, right by the beach and. Uh, yeah, so I didn't right. think I was gonna get busted, but I guess technically you're not supposed to go there. But I, I just went ran out for a second, took some pictures. But um, yeah, it's weird. The whole thing's very strange. Is that is that a part of essential working? Taking some photos at the beach, or <laughs> I just went bored basically. <laughs> I was, like, sitting around, you know, let's just get some air. So I just, you know, it's not like I have a lot of people here, so I just went out there. And I didn't have anybody else to shoot, so I shot myself. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I have this new mustache. I don't normally have a mustache, so I said, let me get a couple of shots of mustache. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, if this is just my quarantine mustache. I'll probably get rid of it when it's done. <laughs> but it's, yeah. uh, I well, figured I'd get a couple of shots. Well, the last uh, sorry, sorry. The last time I went to LA, I got a chance to. Uh, it was one of the last seasons of Kobe Bryant, and yeah. uh, just a weird story. I um, 
I got it on um, uh, online, like a ticket online. It just said, you know, oh, I just wanted to get one, you know, mid-range. And um, they they said, uh, okay, I showed him the ticket and, and the guy at the door. And he said, oh, you got to go up this elevator. And then and then the the, chef, the, the person there in the suit said, oh, you're going to go in this this door here. And it's like, are you sure I got the right? <laughs> you sure I got the right? One of those suites yeah so so all of a sudden uh, um i I walk in and i I said come on i think there's something wrong i paid 50 bucks for this ticket (laughs) and (laughs) um i walked in and the the um the fridge was full of uh beer and and spirits and alcohol and all food and this caterers and it's like okay i'm gonna sit here but when the first person comes in i'm just gonna run up and say i'm sorry i'm sorry this is my (laughs) ticket you know these guys tell me to Apparently it was just uh, yeah some some corporate guy had a a, a box uh, for his family and one of his family members couldn't come and I said is this cool and he went yeah yeah it's fine yeah. so here I am watching Kobe Bryant at, at Staples Center um, in a box seat with all food and and it's just for fifty bucks for fifty bucks that's yeah. pretty amazing because I went in on with a friend of mine that had one and he needed some parts on it so I did a trade deal to shoot some stuff for him. If I, it was worth like I guess if I really, you know, the cut the value of it was like twenty five thousand dollars if I wow. shot a bunch of these things, but I didn't really end up shooting a whole lot, but because he didn't really have much to shoot. But uh, yeah, yeah. I had a great. It was great, but you were so yeah. high up, it's kind of hard to see everything. But they had the TVs and everything. But you you do eat a lot and drink a lot, and they bring oh, these yeah. cakes and you think this this dessert tray, and it's like oh my god. But you do feel like a high roller in the thing, which is kind of that's fun. true. That's true. Yeah, well, that, I I don't think the Lakers were too doing too good at that stage. They got uh, smashed by the New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah, uh, they had a pretty bad run there for a while. Yeah, Paul Kobe there was fire like, right now. They were on fire. Figures now yeah. when they looked like they were going to get the championship, everything all hell breaks. Loose. Yeah, well, at we the got time, best players. Yeah, it was Anthony Davis, and now he's with the Lakers now, smashing it. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah, he's um, that's doing good. So hopefully it gets all back to normal. And yeah. um, I'm actually a big baseball fan as well. Uh, yeah. I played baseball in Australia as well. So I saw that. Do you go to many Dodgers games? Or, I don't go. I've had a few. I used to go as a kid, but I. I, I but I, it's fun to go. I yeah. uh, recently saw Paul McCartney at Dodgers Stadium. So that's oh, last, right. that was just last summer. So that was amazing. Best concert probably I've. I'm old enough and lucky enough that I got to see the Beatles when they played uh, at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, I was wow. about seven years old. I was a little. My, I had a three-year-old. I mean, a three. My sister's three years older than me, so she you know, bugged my dad to get tickets. And somehow, magically, because at the time he didn't have much money or anything, and somehow he pulled off front-row seats to the Hollywood Bowl for the Beatles. He oh traded a, the the event uh, the ticket one of the brokers a uh, week in Vegas that they traded out somehow for the t- channel. To get these unbelievable seats, for, it was still kind of far away because it was a bit, little bit of a, a moat almost between the Beatles and the and the uh, you know the seats. So it was still like I don't know 30, 40 feet before the you, you can, but we were as close as you possibly could be. And uh, you know I, that was a, one of the most looking back at my life, that was one of the coolest things. Wow. I know it was the best thing my dad ever did for to make my sister happy, and it's really yeah, yeah do, but it was just you know you know. It was crazy because all the girls were just screaming and crying. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a kid going, because I like the Beatles, but I was only like seven, whatever. But uh, I'm going, why is everybody crying and screaming? I just didn't, <laughs> what's wrong with everybody? They're just 
you know, freaking out. But, uh, <laughs> but then you can barely hear the music because everyone's just like, ah! yeah. <laughs> but it was quite an experience. But, but uh, I having gone to see, I, I thought of that because of Dodger Stadium and recently yeah. seeing Paul McCartney and Paul McCartney is just, he was amazing. I mean, yeah. the guy's what, 70 something? And he played for three hours. I don't think he stopped once. <laughs> and just was amazing. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Ringo came on stage for oh, a couple cool. of songs. So it was a pretty rare thing to have him come on. So mm. that was, that was, uh, that's when I went to Dodger Stadium. But yeah, right. But, uh, that was pretty cool. Cause I, you know, I love baseball, but seeing Paul McCartney at Dodger Stadium was yeah. really amazing. Trumps it. <laughs> <laughs> So, so let, let's talk about uh, your music. Uh, um, you, you, I can see some drums in the background there. Yeah, I and, have. Uh, we're talking about it. We're talking about that earlier. Uh, I, could, I could show you, but uh, basically, I have, I have like all the guitars and drums and keyboards and PA's and stuff. So you could. Uh, oh, my friend's calling me from Bianca's calling from Australia right now. <laughs> oh, really? That's oh. <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, uh, I told to her I was going to do this, but it's not. It wasn't live, so I guess I, I said, you know, I'll just you'll have yeah. to see it later. But, but uh, you can. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we do it on WhatsApp. But anyhow, uh, yeah, I love music. I play drums and bass and I play guitar, but I, but I've been kind of. You know, I have so much time on my hands around the house. I've been singing and sending little tape videos. Of, I sing along to music. I don't like do the whole thing myself. But, but uh, since I, I don't have a band over, here, I need to get over there and uh, play some play, guitar and drums. Yeah, yeah, you should. Yeah, I, I play, I play that's the, the reason drums. I have all this stuff. So my friends come over. That I, I actually have some friends who can play. But a lot of times people go, I can play. And they turns out they really can. But, but uh, <laughs> especially singing because they, the girls want to sing and then. They never know the words. They have to hold the phone up, and they can't really do it. But, yeah. but uh, I should have karaoke. I don't really have karaoke, but I sound we have fun. It's just for fun, you know. It's just a really good time. I've had the band. You remember the band? I don't remember uh, the band Hinder. They sang "Lips of an Angel," and you know, mm. sounds so sweet. And "Lips of an Angel" kind of like to right. kind of like to me. They they rehearsed here for like a month uh, last right. month, a couple summers ago. So. They were playing here every day. It's pretty soundproof, so yeah. I was kind of worried the neighbors are going to hate me with them playing every day, but because it was pretty loud. But somehow the room's pretty soundproof. So did you? I live at the you, beach. Did you play drum? Uh, did you play in bands? Uh, you know, uh, I had when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a band, and it's kind of funny. I think uh, I have a picture I can grab. It, so it's yeah, go get it, go get it. Grab it. See if I can reach it. This is uh, I mean, see me, see. Oh, come on! That's that's me in the middle there. I can't exactly see. Yeah, is that good? Yeah. And I the see band it. is called Shades of Gray. <laughs> we we had a Go Go Girls in the background. You know, we had a black oh. singer named Elijah Jackson. And uh, luckily, there's not a lot of sound of that uh, anymore. Oh, really? Because we weren't that good. <laughs> but, but, uh, it was kind of fun. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe they, 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 somebody would come up to you and do a "Where are they now?" like a, of your band. Your... <laughs> no, but how did, how were we smart enough to come up with a name Shades of Grey? Shades of Grey. <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty cool name for a 
you know, a bunch of youngsters, you know, <laughs> naming a band. I don't know how we pulled that one off. Yeah. <laughs> so, so sophisticated so, for, you know, 12-year-olds. <laughs> very, very sophisticated. So, so talking uh, of uh, music and, uh, you know, I also saw on your Landmark Live. So how did you get involved in that? And the one thing that I saw, and I'm sure I'm sure you've seen lots of other bands come through, but uh, I saw you uh, you spent a month in Greece with the Foo Fighters, oh, and it wasn't a month, but it was awesome. Oh, was it? Tell us about that with Dave and, and, and the band. Yeah. Or, you know, I, that was probably the coolest thing I've ever done, or maybe ever will do in terms of shooting stuff. Because Dave yeah. Roll is such a cool guy, and Taylor. Yes. I mean, you know, Dave Grohl is just like you'd imagine he would be. He's not pretentious at all. He's just couldn't be a nicer guy. And I got yeah. to hang out with him because I was the executive producer. And also we did a behind the scenes show because I, I invested in uh, Landmarks Life. So I, I was, you know, part of the owner of the whole thing. So just me and the, the main guys. And I think there's about three of us in stayed where the band was at this beautiful right. resort on the beach. It was amazing. Everybody had a private pool and stuff. And I thought I died and went to heaven. This is like <laughs> the greatest thing ever, you know, but it was amazing. So yeah, we, we, we went there and we just filmed him. Uh, went out on a boat one day and, uh, was uh, it with Chad this. Smith as well, the chili peppers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chad Smith was the, the host of the show. Right. right. We ended up getting a bunch of awards for that. Those shows we did, uh, we did, uh, Alicia Keys in New York. Right. And we did Andrea Bocelli in Italy, and we did uh, the, the Kings of Leon in Memphis. So how, how do you choose the venue? Is it just on their tour schedule, or, or do well, they have no, it? No, just... this is, uh, you know, we spent a lot of money on those shows. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the, like, the, the one at the Acropolis, uh, that, you know, Dan Cattuo, who's really the, the creator of that whole thing, uh, basically asked the Foos, uh, you could play anywhere we were to be, and they said, I, if you could get us the Acropolis, we'd like to play there. So Dan wow. said, okay, we'll do it. But he said that not knowing that no one's ever played there except, uh, what's his, Yanni a million years ago. All oh, so right. It's not set up for that at all. But yeah. So we went there and met with like the head of tourism and the head of cultural affairs and, and the guy that produced the, the opening ceremony for the Olympics and all these heavyweights. And somehow we pulled it off. Wow. <laughs> it wasn't easy, though. So we did a whole making of the show. Which I think is pretty entertaining. Most people actually prefer that show a little bit because you you see learn a little bit more about the band and what everything went on. It's just not the song after song. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's, it was an amazing experience. I love filming music. I ended up, I mean, I was a producer, but I ended up taking all kinds of pictures during the thing. I had my own crew shooting to, uh, you know, the, to do the show making up plus the other guys that you know. We had about a hundred people for that show. It was crazy. Wow. But uh, yeah, I love filming music. It's just if you like music and you can play it a little bit when you're filming it, it just sort of you just kind of feel like you kind of know when a guitar solo is coming up or you know if, if whatever's happening, you kind of feel it if you know the music. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun actually. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what I was really lucky enough to do uh, a long time ago, I, I was at uh, my friend was doing the the big screens for Eric Clapton and. Uh, Elton John at Shea right. Stadium in New York. So, you know, they, he needed like four camera guys to shoot the stuff for the big screens. And this was 20 some years ago or whatever, maybe yeah, yeah. more, <laughs> maybe yeah. 30 or something, but uh, <laughs> a long time ago. But uh, I got to be on stage with Eric Clapton 
you know, as close as anyone could be to, you know, playing, you know, playing, you know, he's playing his guitar. I was really close. And then, you know, there's a whole stadium of people behind me. And so we're live for the big screen. So I, I couldn't screw up because everyone would see right then. But and then Elton John, it was two two nights in a row. Of, you know, they, they switched off uh, Headliner. But uh, that was so much fun. Yes. <laughs> that was a blast. I loved it. Wow. And and does uh, Landmark Live, is that going to continue in the future? Um, do you have like a schedule like uh, for that? Oh, well, we well? did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all screwed up right now. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a mess right now, unfortunately. We did a big, uh, we did the Life is Beautiful Festival in Vegas. And uh, that was, we were going to do more festival stuff. And then uh, all hell broke loose, basically. There's no concerts now for God knows when. So, yeah, it's been a, that's been a mess, unfortunately. So it what, was fun. What, we, we, we did those shows and got some awards for it and everything. And then we were all gung-ho to do more stuff. And then it just didn't go that well. We were trying to, you know, we did it for PBS, which is a public broadcasting. Oh, yeah, so yes, yes. We got enough money to do it, but not really make any money. And so, but everybody loved the show. So we were taking it to the next level. And, and they were, they were, Dan was really involved with selling it. But uh, it came close to some really big deals. And then, and then all this stuff's happening. So who knows right. what's going to happen with that. Meantime, I started my own channel. <laughs> so, Edge TV. Edge TV. So that's, yes. I figured I had so much content doing stuff and working for other people that I was like, you know, I'm getting a little sick of them making the money. And I, you know, they pay me like Mark Cuban, who's, uh, I don't know if, familiar, if you're yes, familiar with him, but do. Shark that Tank was... and this stuff. Billionaire, he owns that the, the basketball team, Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. So I, I worked for him for when he first went on the air with HDNet, my Bikini yeah, Destination right. show. And he paid me like hardly anything. I mean, I think <laughs> I got paid like $8,000 at first show. And it's kind of hard to do any kind of decent show for yeah. $8,000 where you're traveling and doing stuff. But yeah. So I, you know, but I, I did it. But I, I owned the shows. I just licensed them to him. And then I got them up to about 35000 But that was. So I did ended up doing uh, 50, 50, some 55 shows for him. So 55 and, shows was that budget? Wow. Yeah. Well, it didn't. I, yeah. But I, some were less, some were more, whatever, but depends. But, uh, but I'm still doing them. That's great. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's, I figured I had all those shows. I had all my extreme sports shows and these music shows I'm doing. And, and I, so I figured, well, I, I want to do a channel because actually, um, Mark Cuban kind of, you know, I was not happy with the deal he made. So I just said, you know, about 10 years ago or whatever, oh, screw it, I'm going to do my own channel. Didn't realize, yeah. you know, 10 years later, I'm still trying to make it happen. But <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> but but uh, I think it's almost there. It's, I mean, it's, you can watch it now, Edge TV. It's, yeah. it's on, uh, you know, Apple TV and Roku and, and uh, your iPhones and stuff. You can watch it down there. You can watch it anywhere. You can watch awesome. it. I was in Bali. I watched it there, as you can see in Australia. On my oh. phone, and there's tons of content, and so and it's cheap too. You can we're trying to figure out how to do it with commercials, but until you get a lot of people, it's hard to get any money from you know for sponsors. So we yeah. decided we're just going to make it like three three ninety nine a month or thirty nine dollars right. a year. If you can't handle thirty nine dollars, yeah, a year that's right, or thirty nine dollars a month for great programming, with yeah, and with the amount of content, that, and then yeah. we made a deal like a dollar ninety nine a month for a couple months for because of the Corona thing, but. If you can't spend two dollars a month, I guess you shouldn't have a TV. That's <laughs> right. Come on, because yeah. no commercials and really cool stuff. So brand new stuff. That's I have a lot of extreme sports guys, the wingsuit flyers, and and some of the best athletes in the world that are doing some exclusive stuff. 
And then I got the girl stuff that I'm, you know, we're pretty good at shooting that stuff. So yes. Yes, and a bunch so of Australian girls too. That's it's it. We'll get bad. we'll get to that. We'll get to that very soon. I just wanted to ask okay. about uh, what is Mark Cuban like? Uh, you know, as a person. Well, it, it'd be, you'd think I'd know him pretty well, but yeah, you know, he he wouldn't take meetings. It, it was always taking. Oh, really? He wouldn't take a phone call. I'd have to email him. All and, right. Uh, which is kind of frustrating because you know it might think it's how I grew up in television. I met the presidents of uh, ABC, CBS, NBC. You know, through yeah. my dad, whatever. And uh, so I, I never felt, it felt like it shouldn't be that hard to talk to him. So I'm doing this, a lot of his good shows. And uh, so one time I was at a club in L.A. and my friend who was promoting goes, don't you work with Mark Cuban? You want to meet him? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I would like to meet him. Sure. So he was at this club and I met him at this nightclub one night. So yeah. I finally met him. <laughs> but the rest of the time I was just emailing back and forth. But. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I'm thankful for what he did for, what, you know, for Bikini Destinations because it really, he really got it going yeah. at the time in high definition when nobody was, I mean, I, I was, I don't know if I was dumb enough or whatever to buy one of the first high def cameras and I bought it before anyone could watch it. So he started a network, high, high HD net. So, I mean, it, he didn't have a big audience. Not too many people had high definition TVs. So I, but it was, but it was fun to do it in high def because at the time it was like, oh my God, look at the picture. It's amazing. Now so it's like you, everything's high def. So. Sorry, so you said you were one of the first ones, right? Yeah. To do high def. High def. Yeah. Yeah, right. I was one of the first high def people to really do quality shows and, you know, and the sports and the girls and stuff. And when was that? Uh, like, uh, I've got written down here Bikini Destination started in 2003. Uh, maybe, maybe a little bit. Before that. Maybe yeah. Maybe so let, let's talk about years. this. So let's yeah, talk about this. Be, Bikini Destination, how did it all come about? Who did you have to sort of talk to to get this up and running? What was your first, uh, yeah, and tell us all about it. All right, well, I had a, the unfortunate job of having to produce Hawaiian Tropic beauty pageants. Oh, I got such a shame. That. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine said, do you want to, you know, want to help uh, sponsor or get involved with the Hawaiian Tropic? At the time, they were pretty huge. They're, you know, they, these, you know, they, you just saw white tropicals, and you're, oh my god, look at these girls. And so, I, you know, I, I did the first one at Daytona Beach. I did a two-hour special for them, and I, you know, it was turned out to be a great show. It's amazing. But uh, uh, so I got hooked up with Hawaiian Tropic for 16 years. I did all their beauty patches, the, the big ones, the international, the national. It was in Hawaii and Vegas. So every year I'd go to Vegas and Hawaii, and be the, the uh, producer director of their shows. So. And then I would shoot all the girls. And, you know, at first I was like not shooting them myself. And I'm going, you know, I, what's wrong with me? I, you don't really get to meet the girls if you're not shooting them. You're just kind of like, hi. Yes. <laughs> but if you film them, it's a much more personable thing. So I, I started filming them. So, I mean, I've, at first I wasn't that great at it, but I got pretty good at it after a while. So I've shot probably thousands of girls from Hawaiian Tropics. So after doing that, I just, I, did, I had this great idea. I said, well, if someone went to the, the you know process of finding all these girls all over the world to put them in one place. So I might as well take that what they did and pick a few from that as a prize to do another show. So, so yeah. I just, you know, they they were into it. So I said, okay, I'm gonna do another show, Bikini Destinations, and I, I'd pick like you know some times would pick three or four, other times would pick ten, whatever, and then I would take them to do a whole other show. So it was and, and I'd pay them fifteen hundred dollars. So. That was probably one of the best prizes they had. It turned out yeah, being, right. it worked out perfect for me too. So, so that's what I how I started Bikini Destinations. So started actually, the very first thing that I did before Bikini Destinations was a show I, I, I produced and shot 
where we had um, it was in Bora Bora, and we had Pamela Anderson hosting it. And oh, you right. can look it up on Google. It's called Eden Quest. I mean, the, it, it was amazing show like that. They had uh, we had did extreme sports with the, the swimsuit model. So girls were jumping out of helicopters and water yeah, right. out of helicopters and swimming with sharks. And, but they were all beautiful. So and Pamela Anderson was a host. So that was probably at the time that was probably the best show like that. So right. I figured, well, I I think I could do more of these things. This is this is kind of fun. <laughs> so so was it was that you said it was uh really easy to once that you'd done that in uh hawaii was it easy to to get the models yourself uh at that early stage or was it, was oh, it yeah. difficult yeah well even uh, just well they well they already knew i was filming them so when i was producing the show so they they trusted me so uh i you know and they were paying them and to go to some other Basically, yeah. so yeah. you want to go to Bora Bora, you want to go to <laughs> you know, France, or you want to go to Spain or whatever. So, yeah, they were. It was probably they were gung ho to do it for sure. And now it's like I have a hard time when I do the when I do the Sousa events. I have a hard time only picking a couple. I said I ended up twelve last time. <laughs> so, right. The girls that I didn't pick were pissed off at me, so I was like, shit. <laughs> so, it's like, so, there's a lot of girls out there to shoot. That's for sure. So is is it still motivating for you, even even at this stage, like doing? I mean, bikini destination's been going for such a long time now. Does it still give you that drive to you know Hell travel yes. the world with these beautiful <laughs> girls? <laughs> I mean, if that didn't, something's wrong with me. You know? That's right. You mean right. a job where you you pick the most beautiful girls with beauty passion and go off to these beautiful locations, do the funnest things there are to do there, and hang out with them for a week, and everybody's happy for the most part. It's like. I should have not done the other shows. I should have just done that one. That's I mean, that's, right. that's the easiest one for me to do, and it's the funnest. And then, but it's just like you know, it's just just great. I mean, and not every show has been perfect, to be honest. But uh, but uh, and it looks like I have way more fun than I do. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like I must be Hugh Hefner or something out there. <laughs> no, if I was like if I was like that, I would have done like two or three shows because you just can't be like that. And, you know, cause they, they all those girls talk and know each other. So if you were like hitting on them all the time and expecting them to come in your room, you would, you wouldn't last very long, but I've done 56 <laughs> shows. So, and it's, you know, I do have to behave. So it's, you know, I have fun, but it's, yes. it's just, you know, fun. We do sports and stuff and go to dinner and have a great time. But, you know, I just, I'm not there to, you know, pick up the girls, but, Everybody presumes I do, but yeah, that's right. I do have fun. It's fun for sure, but you know you gotta. I have a very professional crew that behaves himself, and it's it's uh, you know it's it's not easy sometimes, but but it's it is an enjoyable job for sure. <laughs> and do you have like a preference, uh, like a, a standout shoot that that you just go, wow, this is that was just you you can't top that. Well. Actually, we just had a great shoot in Bali. It was great. It was yes. awesome because all the girls were Australian. You know, credit to Australians that I, 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 you know, do you know just to, I have to say it. I've never. I really like Australians. <laughs> I'm like I have. A, I'm like an honorary Australian here because uh, the girls that I meet from Australia all want to stay here and stuff because they just know I'm you know I'm safe or whatever. Yes. And uh, so I'm just you know I've. I feel like I'm an honorary Australian. <laughs> I wouldn't mind living there for sure. I'd move to Australia, for sure. You're very, yeah, very I, welcome I, I, to I come. I can even talk a little bit like that. Yeah. How are you? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> Good night, mate. Yeah, I can do it. 
it's just funny like uh in la um i've been there a couple of times as well and you know i'll go to a bar and and you know there'd be people on either side and i just want to talk to them and oh my god you're not from here are you and it's like no <laughs> Yeah, uh, Australia, like, uh, and they and they go. Can you just uh, can you just talk for a while, okay, so we can listen to your accent? You yeah, know? <laughs> I love the accent for sure. Yeah. I love the, the, you know, the Casey Boonstra, who's uh, who works with me, she's a five time Maxim cover girl, and so wow. I love her accent. So I wanted her to be on camera hosting, and she's great. She's awesome. Yes. I love her. She's like the best ever. Her name's Casey too, so it's kind of funny. And then uh, <laughs> Bianca Richards, who's really big on Instagram, uh, she's she's. She's the one we're trying to get to get out of Australia to come here. She's stuck there, right. but but uh, she's got a great accent too. So I just love the accent, you know. And I, and I noticed I noticed that uh, Bianca is from Sydney. So Sydney, yeah, very, Sydney very is cool. Adelaide. She's in really oh, Sydney from Adelaide. and Adelaide. Yeah. Right, right. I know okay. she lived in Sydney for a little while, but she's really from Adelaide. Right. That's where she is now. Uh, I tell you what, Bianca's Bianca's. I mean, uh, Casey's from uh, Sydney. Yes. Yeah. Well, but that, they're awesome people. They're great. And then I know other ones too, like Lisa Gleave hosted the show a number of times. She's Australian, and I know, uh, yeah, Lisa Duncan. She's uh, from Australia. Who am I forgetting? There's several other ones. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I just I just think with the Australian people, just in general, uh, we've got a very very laid back sort of uh, culture. Um, yeah. and, you know, we're not too uptight. You know, just no, that's what I like about it. Keep it with the flow and. I th- going to all these different countries, like you just say, I'm from Australia, and they go, oh, oh, that's great, that's great, you know. Yeah. So it's it's a, it's a good advantage, but you yeah. got a good reputation of being cool people for sure. Yeah, just traveling. I, mean, I, not, I can't say that about LA, but I, I, yeah. I've said for a long time, I've never met anybody from Australia I didn't like. I can't yeah. say that about Los Angeles <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but I mean, there's a lot of people that are great in Los Angeles, but there's a lot of people that aren't. So, but you know, it's it's a big city. But I just you guys have a good attitude about stuff. Well, we hope you can come back to come to us, pack to Australia, and um, yeah, got beautiful beaches as well. So I want to for kinda... sure. Where, where would you recommend going to? Whit Sundays? I heard that's really nice. Oh yeah, the Whit Sunday. Yeah, I, I, yeah, uh, Fraser Island. All those, all those islands up in the, uh, in the north uh, northeast as well. But uh, yeah, even Western Australia has some very beautiful beaches as well. Um, tropical. Perth. Around Perth. Perth, yeah, 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 uh, in in that uh, south south uh, west, but uh, like even here in Newcastle and, and Sydney, like we we still have the beautiful beaches, the tropical beaches as well. Yeah, so, well, I definitely want to uh, come. I, I want to do it for sure. I was yeah. going to maybe do it this last time, but then all the hell broke loose. And oh, broke loose. Yeah. Was, I, I was we had to do a you know a connection in Sydney, so I go, oh, why did why am I doing a connection? Let's stick around for a week. But yeah, but. Uh, but then they, we had to get out of there. But uh, I, I kind of wish in a way I got stuck there. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, you know, I could have been yes. doing some stuff. You know, is, oh, are hotels open and stuff? Or are they closed? Uh, I'm assuming so, yeah. I'm assuming, yeah. 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 Like, Cause there's, like if I've you went to the friend. Sundays, you could go there and stuff? I'm fairly sure you could. I mean, I've got a friend uh, stuck in Perth at the moment uh, from the U.S. and he missed the. He had to cancel his flight, so um, he's stuck in here until you know they let him out out of Australia. So um, yeah. I think he wants to go back to China as well, and they they've cut the border as well. So, but I wanted to ask you: You've lived in LA for a while. Why LA? I mean, I love LA. I, I, I've got a, c- a couple of really good fr- close friends there, and I always have a good time there. But 
I, I want to get your opinion. Why is LA such a good place to live for you? Well, you know, it seems like people they love it or hate it. I've, I've lived yes. here most, at least most of my life, and uh, and it's who your friends are and stuff too, it's, and where you live. Because um, I live in Marina del Rey, and it's, I have a boat. You know, I we can I can walk to my boat, and I can walk to the beach. I'm kind of in between the two, sort of, and and uh, so it's you know, I, and at the airport's 15 minutes away. So I, right. I love it here. You can still, I bet, but if people that live in like West Hollywood and stuff. To, to ask them to come over or something. It's really, when there's no traffic, it's like 15, 20 minutes. But if there's traffic, it could be an hour. But they, it seems like, you know, you get people to come over from Hollywood or they feel like it's just the other end of the earth to go to Marine Del Rey half the time. But but uh, but I don't care. I like to be where the, near the beach and stuff. And uh, I have a house that's, uh, originally I, I bought it for to have some of my office here. I do have some of my office here, but I, I don't have it, uh, everyday operations and stuff here. But uh, it's... Bigger than I need, to be honest. <laughs> but it's uh, I could do like we do shoots here and stuff, and I have a screening room, and and I got my music room, and I got you know plenty of extra rooms for editing and cameras and whatnot. But uh, I I've thought about you know maybe I use Airbnb a lot when we do travel. I start maybe I I could rent out this place and use the money from this just to go off and do other things. So yes, I don't know maybe because I really don't need a house. This is seven bedrooms. I live here. By myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have friends staying here, but I, I don't usually have, you know, I, I don't like, I don't have, don't need roommates, but I, you know, I like just people welcome to stay here for a week or so, but, uh, but, uh, cause it's kind of stupid to have seven bedrooms and not use them. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. <laughs> and have but, you uh, seen the, have you seen the change of LA from, you know, from what it was to what it is now? Do you think oh, that yeah. that's a good Definitely. thing? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's, there's, I mean, back when I, in the, when I, first lived here there's i remember smog and stuff before they had that you know the yeah right before they put the you know the mission controlled stuff together it, but so there isn't much smog anymore this is good but the traffic is what the sucky part now it's just uh, the traffic uh, uh, lately there hasn't been any traffic maybe yes but uh, it'll be back i'm sure but it's just a, i don't really you just got to know when to get on the freeway when not to i just don't get on the freeway if it's three four o'clock and just forget about it but certain time but i did i end up <laughs> Kind of spoiled. I have meetings in my house. <laughs> so yeah. I, have my, I have another office, but I never hardly ever go there because uh, I just, you know, I, it's, it's, I just have the meetings come here because yes. I have a nice room to have a conference room kind of thing. And so I just, people prefer to come here anyhow because it's, you know, just a better place to hang out than the office. So I, uh, that's pretty good. I can't, I can't really complain about my setup right now. I can just, I just, like everybody else can complain about the Corona thing, but. Yeah, but uh, the rest of it I can't really complain. I I just need Edge to do better because uh, we really haven't promoted it enough. So I need right. to you know make a big push on that because I mean it could work really well. I just got to get enough subscribers and you know yes. get the monthly thing going, and I could trade a lot of great programming. So I, I I'm sure it will once I really advertise and stuff. I just I sort of expect people just automatically tune in <laughs> from word yes. of mouth, but. It really doesn't work that way. So I just I need to spend about a million dollars just to promote it, and then then I think, think it'll, it'll really take off, and then you know just it'll all be worth it because you know it's up until this point I've just spent a lot of money on it, and it's, you know not much has come back, but I'm you know I'm hoping it's going to work because you know look at uh, Netflix and stuff. It's this is like a a mini version of Netflix, but it's more for you know 
extreme sports and beautiful women and music and high-end stuff and travel. So if you're a guy or even girls, it, it, I mean, it's, it is, it's, you know, give me a break. It's $3 a month. It's not yeah. that expensive. If you can't handle $3 a month, I mean, like I said, you probably shouldn't have a TV. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, let's face it, I mean, it's pretty cheap. <laughs> if you brought that down to, to a day, what's it? Uh, something stupid, 10 cents or something. I don't know. No, well, that's it a, a, a dollar. Be a dollar a day. I'll try and promote it as much as I no, can. Casey, I'll get it out there. And um, I'm sure lots of people here uh, have heard of Edge TV as well. So, And maybe they don't know that it's only $3 uh, as yeah, well. Yeah, we just started it like that, actually. It's, mm. uh, it's, it's just been re, re, completely redone. And you got to make sure it's this. It's, where is it? My logo? Can you see it? <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> this is the logo, the <laughs> red the thing. With, uh, <laughs> because there there were other names. We have the copyright and everything for the, for the Nets. We have the official Edge TV. There's a, there's a uh, channel in Mexico that has it for movies. But but uh, there's a lot of other ones. But but somehow we managed to get the copyright and trademark for it. So, But there's other. I mean, let's, let's face it. When we came up with the idea Edge TV, we figured somebody else had it. But. Nobody copyrighted or trademarked it, so yeah, right. we bought it from this guy that had it, and so he wasn't doing anything with it, and so that was about five years ago. So he just been, you know, building it. So it's it's finally it finally looks good. I mean, there's some really yeah. good shows on it now. So with all kinds of great stuff. So hopefully, if you're listening, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Wasn't there a wrestler called Edge? There was a, isn't the WWF wrestler Maybe, called Edge? Yeah. Oh, there's a guitar. No, that was. Oh yeah, Edge. Edge. I mean, it's a great name. I, I actually originally I was doing a channel called the Men's Channel, but it's, it seemed more like a porno channel. So I just like <laughs> then we changed it to Men's Seven Channel, but that didn't really make much sense. So we go, let's change it. And we changed it to Edge, and it, you know, it's a great name. Everything's kind of there's a lot of Edge stuff going on. But. Yeah. But we have the official Edge TV, so. So I wanted to ask you a question um, about about the the models that you've seen. You you've seen thousands, hundreds there. <laughs> you know, you've seen a lot a lot of models. So, and you've also been like a judge. So, yeah. what do you look for in a model, and what advice can you give to a model that that is? you know, an up and coming, wants to be a model in the future? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I look for the overall package, not just, you know, not just their body, not just their face. They have to have both. And mm-hmm. I like more of a natural person. Not everything has been bolted on, you know, yes. so I, I like a natural body, but, but you know, fit. And, uh, but more more importantly, they, they want a good personality. So I want girls that are fun and they, they talk well, they're, they're, you know, the people like to hang out with them because they, they just have a good vibe about them. So when I do my show, I, you know, that's that's what I love about Casey and Bianca. They're just, you know, when you hear them talk, you just go, oh, God, they're amazing. And just because, mm-hmm. you know, especially Casey, she's always so fun. You know, she's always fun and happy. And she's she's a, an athlete, too. So she's, she can spin around and you, she can do anything. That girl's, you know, she's amazing. And, and Bianca's great, too. She's, she says... She almost sounds like she has an English accent, but she's uh, she's Australian. But uh, she's got a huge following on. Uh, they both have big followings on Instagram. Yes. To be honest, I haven't done much with Facebook lately. I got to get back on the ball. I, we we put stuff on it, but I haven't really put paid much attention as I should. I know. But we're that. gonna. <laughs> yeah. Two thousand nineteen. I have to. Uh, I have to do something, but yeah. I uh, I have been 
taking I'm editing so many pictures and stuff. I've been putting them on my Instagram, but uh, I don't know. I've had to rebuild that stuff too because I mean it's crazy. I used to worry about ratings and stuff for shows. Yeah. Times have changed, and so I, I didn't really worry about social media. But now, if you don't have so many likes and followers, you're a loser. So you yeah. know, I tried to, <laughs> to build it up as best I can. So you know, it's not easy. But it's, these girls spend a lot of time, you know, working it and talking and answering people back. So I don't do any of that stuff. But I just try to put as, and you know, normally I don't just put girl pictures up like for my personal one on, on Instagram. It's mostly all girls, but yes, because I, I do other stuff. But the Facebook, I I did other things. I should probably I gotta spend more time on Facebook because yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I've been neglecting it, so I, I really feel kind of bad about that. But but I've been I got to work on NCV on Instagram and stuff to build that up too. Because I think we made a mistake uh, a long time ago, and, and you know worked with some people that said oh, we can get you more followers and stuff, and like a number of years ago, and and I think they screwed everything up. So we've been all trying right. to clean it clean it all up because we didn't really know what we we believed them, they, we trusted them, and so I but you know we have about a hundred thousand followers, and it's just. But then we we put something up and we get like thirty likes and we go something's wrong. Oh yeah, <laughs> that ain't right. Yeah, because I, I have uh, I have twelve thousand or something on my own page, which isn't much, but it's building up. But um, yes. But then I'll get like three hundred likes on the stuff. So I mean, you know, yes. something's not right. So we, we're trying to fix it one way or another. So I got people working on it because it's embarrassing to get like twenty, thirty <laughs> likes. Which, Jesus, on a really well produced thing we put up. Yes. Say that ain't right. Something's wrong here. So we might even just knock it down and start over again and just build it up from scratch just because that's just not working right but and it's important i mean it's i didn't think it was but it is and isn't it just 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 amazing like you almost need like a a social media manager now to i do if you want want to be serious oh yeah all right (laughs) you gotta fix this this is not right (laughs) this should be better than this so you know so you know i'm always trying to forget what picked it you know unfortunately or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, with, with the girl stuff, I mean, it's like, if it's, if it's not, if we're not half naked, they don't get very many likes. So it's gotten <laughs> sexier and sexier. So I'm shooting sexier now because it's like, I mean, that's like, you know, it's classy sexy, you know, yes. like Maxim. It's kind of between Maxim and Playboy kind of stuff where it's implied nudity and stuff. You don't really see anything, but you almost do. But if you don't do stuff like that, you just get, oh, next. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I'm trying to keep it tasteful, but still sexy, so. Yes. Yeah, you know, that's what you got to do these days, I guess. It's a different yeah. world. <laughs> and, and, and it's interesting that you say that, that, like, it's not just how how the how the girl looks. It's about their intelligence. It's about their personality. It's yeah, about yeah. style. I, I, like, I like that. I like, I yeah. like that opinion. They got to uh, be able to talk. They got to be able yes. to talk and say the right things, not just uh, saying something stupid. Because I've seen plenty of girls doing the pageants that they get up to talk and it's like, I thought they were great, and then they started talking. I'm like, oh god. Yes. <laughs> Check so, off. So, has that changed over time? Like, like before, like, like, um, you know, were they still very, very smart? Is that what they were looking for back then as well? Like, or uh, I think they were looking. Like... Well, for, to be honest, for you know, for more of this, like the Sousa stuff, from the USA. Uh, I couldn't think of the proper name. I was blanking for a second, but uh, yes, I, uh, you know, I think it's they. They want to. Pretty much, you know, they got to they got to look really good in the swimsuit. Yes. When they did like Miss USA and stuff, it was they, they had to like do a little talent thing and and sing or song, dance or whatever. But it's not a lot of that going on anymore. No one does any talent stuff on this stuff. But they have to they ask questions and if they if they have a nice response, it's like okay, they have a brain. That's good. 
It's nice to be able to communicate. So it's a, that's, that's, a, that's, believe it or not, that's pretty uh, important when doing these things in terms of judging because I've judged probably, I don't know, 40, 50 pads or something. I don't remember, but but uh, I'm pretty good at it now because uh. I, when I produced Hawaii Tropic, I would kind of guess who's going to win. And yes. sometimes I almost, one time I think in particular, I almost got it perfect. One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> How the hell did I do that? Yes. I, before it started, I wrote down that, uh, who I thought was going to win. Because, you know, I filmed them, so I got a pretty good idea. But you never get it that close. But but, uh, <laughs> but uh, sometimes I'm way off. But that one time I was really good. But, but uh, you know, I think they just look for the, the most, how good they look in a swimsuit, mostly. Yes. But, and, but they got to be able to talk, but they don't have to sing or dance or, you know. You know, there's there's some been some great uh, outtakes from like Miss USA passes or something. This this oh, one yes. girl in particular, she had made this answer that I mean it went viral that she just made zero sense. I think it's about about a zoom about. she what did she say? That was like the most retarded thing I've ever heard of. And of course she got you know it was beat to death. You know they played it so many times. Yeah. She was beautiful too. The poor beautiful blonde girl was just like, oh god, it just your your heart melted for her because it's like oh you had it all you just blew it completely <laughs> just went down in flames and now you're gonna be the laughing stock you know I, you know but it's not easy to get up there and it, it's just not i'm sure it's not easy standing there in a bikini and and answering a tough question i guess yeah. i don't know yeah well it's not just like you said it's not just uh getting in the bikini and just you know doing that now you, you've really got to be switched on and know how to answer the questions and you know you gotta have a big uh, following too yeah. Look at that also. You know, certain ones that have, you know, 500,000, 600, 700,000 followers or more. Mm. Yes. But, uh, you know, those, those girls are ones that a million plus. They, they either got in early or they, they really are working it a lot. Because some yep. of you go, they have over a million. You go, Why do they have over a million? I don't yes, get it. Right. Yes. But, but, you know, some are, you know, I can see why. But anyhow, you got to be able to do it all these days. You can't just be good looking. You got to right. do it all. And be fun and not be a pain in the ass also because I see that if they're if they're like kind of itchy or whatever, like I'm not taking it to some beautiful place and having where's my drink? Where's my this for <laughs> bye bye. So have you had that, any... never, that never really has happened, to be honest with you. Right, it's, right. Okay. It's just because I take them to a nice place, we stay at a nice place and go to the nicest restaurants and whatever. So I mean if if they start bitching at that point, plus getting paid and getting great shots for for their portfolio. I would just say, there's a, you don't have to be here. There's doors. <laughs> but we've, I've never had that happen because, you know, yeah, I'm not, I don't treat them badly. So they, they have no reason to complain. But but if, if they did, I would say, you don't want to be here. Sorry. <laughs> but, and have you, had uh, any, but, have you had any like a random sort of things where like their agents will go, oh, we need this amount of money or, or you know, uh, like if a, they say that, like, I'll just say, know. well, I got 500 other girls that want to do it. So I, you know, you don't have to. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. You want that kind of money? Bye. See ya. Because normally these girls for bikini destinations are. I'm trying to change that a little bit to get more girls for a lot of followers. So yes, you know more established ones. But I, you know, put in there. But uh, but most of them are just starting out. You know, they're doing their modeling stuff. So I like the fresher girls that are just getting going and you know, but are good and beautiful and would do what they do. And rather than pick somebody that's you know been doing it for a while and just you know has an agent and all that stuff. Yes. No, that's not what I want. If, you know, I've had, I had to deal with Pamela Anderson and her agent and stuff. And, you know, she was pretty cool, but that was a long time ago. 
Mm. But, uh, you know, that's the only time I really had to deal with, you know, if you got to do that. But she was Pam Anderson during Baby. Yes. Of course, yeah. I was going to, it's, you know, she was a big deal back then. So she still is. But I, uh, these girls don't really have agents or whatever. They're no. very happy to get picked. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and luckily, luckily, thank God, I still have a good reputation for not being a dirtbag. So I, uh, you know, they, they want to do it because the girls all know each other. They all talk and they, yes. and they, they, they just see the, on the shows how much fun the girls are having. So it's like, yeah. they all want to do it. Plus you get footage. I mean, they, it's all about content and footage That's and true. stuff. So they end up going to a great location, like, and do the funnest stuff to do. And we have professional crew shooting. Besides me shooting, I, my, my buddy Scott shot Playboy for 15 years of centerfold videos. He's the other camera guy. So we know what we're doing. Right. So right. if you had to pay us, you wouldn't be able to afford us <laughs> to do it. So I pay you. So I mean, it's a perfect world for them. So, so uh, how, how, how did you meet uh, your, your, your co coworker partner? Oh, Scott? Yeah, how did uh, you meet Scott? It's kind of a funny story. We were... Uh, probably 15, 20 years ago, we were at, uh, I was doing Hawaiian Tropic and he was doing Playboy and we were at some party in uh, Palm Springs or something, and some bikini thing or whatever, pool party, <laughs> crazy thing. Just and another I just one. Got just another I just one. got divorced and he just got divorced, I think, or something. And we just randomly met at the bar or something. Hey, what do you do? And he goes, oh, I, I work for Playboy. I go, really? That's cool. Really? You work for Playboy? And then I, he goes, what did, what, he asked me what I did. I go, well, I do Hawaiian Tropic. <laughs> he kind of did the same thing. So I know, we started talking. And it's oddly enough, we have the same birthday, too. So it's like oh, we, wow. we obviously hit it off. So he's done a lot of shows with me. And, and you know, I, he's, we have different styles of shooting. I'm kind of down on the ground and you know, rolling, you know, getting all the shots where I get all dirty and stuff. Yeah. He's you know, more of a tripod and make sure uh, everything's perfectly lit and stuff. I, I like the opposite, so it works well together. So it's good. He doesn't like it as down and dirty as I do. <laughs> I'm in the water. Anytime I get the water film, I'm in the water. So, so, so he, he, is he now a part of like the Edge TV as well? Does he? Does yeah, he sure. Help? He's part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a he's a director producer too so you know and i have other guys that my buddy ian that i worked with forever he really runs edge tv yes. and uh he's you know he's the organized one that helps produce stuff and gets things keeps things together and then mike slee who's worked with me for a long time too he's another shooter that he's an editor too and i, I have some of the best guys in the business so yeah right. I, my guy i have the guy like the guy his name is guy <laughs> he does like gopro <laughs> and drone stuff and he yes. edits the stuff from right then on location, and he's oh, amazing. Wow. I have Chris Merritt that does all the does all the WSL surfing stuff, and he's like, he started his career with me a million years ago from the ski days, and now he's like one of the best shooter editors on the surf tour. So I've got him going on. So I have the best team you could possibly have. Yes. I'm probably forgetting somebody. Anyhow, that's for the most part my name. And do you, and do you do you pick those guys like uh, according to where you go, or or do you just no? No, them? they're pretty much my guys. Wherever yeah, I'm, right. Yeah, I I have some other guys I try it here and there, and it's just best to have the guys you know, and yes. you know you they, they they got your back. So you can rely on that's, them. Yeah. So I mean, that our last shoot was recently Bali, and it just went perfectly. So it's like. Okay, this is a lot. This is the way it's supposed to be. I get it now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've been the shoot before that didn't go so well. It was not really anybody's fault in particular. It just was, we were making notes and it was, it was just a tougher shoot. But uh, so I, I was, by the time it was over, I was just so stressed out. If, if you look at the show, it looked like I had the time of my life, but I really didn't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like, ah! <laughs> I killed but somebody. I'm at, but, 
because it was supposed to be fun and everything. It really wasn't that fun, but because it was, it's, it costs a lot going and making those. Everything's expensive. So after a while, it's like, oh my God. But, but ballet, on the other hand, it was, you know, much more cost effective. And, and everyone just had a great time. It was really fun, except we were kind of worried about the Corona thing. But besides uh, that, right, right. and Casey Booster actually helped produce it. So she, she was very helpful in that, you know, and she kept it really together. So was, she's come a long way. So instead of just being a model, I met her at the Swimsuit Illustrated thing. And then just being a model, now she hosts the shows and produces with me. She's also my trainer and kind of kicks my ass to give me a shape, which I need her <laughs> right now. I need her right now, as a matter of fact, because it's just whole sitting around the house saying, I need her back. Yeah, and right. Bianca helps with my nutrition. So I need both of them. They're great to, for me. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm anxious to get this back to normal and get back on track. You got a little sure. team? You got some Australians in your team now? That's awesome. I have the best yeah. team ever. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like people, people, how the hell do you get those two to work for you? Like, yeah, I don't know. I am so lucky to have them. I mean, so I could had- be lucky. I well, yeah, no, no, what did I do right for this? This is amazing. So, but I, for right, I, I miss them right now. Casey lives in LA. I haven't seen her for a few weeks because the whole virus thing. But oh, hopefully, she'll right. be back soon. Yeah, it's been stressful for people, you know. So, you know, we're trying to hang in there, but it's you know, it's pretty stressful. Let's face it. So, yeah. In my lifetime, and I'm pretty old. I there's been nothing like this ever. So it's yeah. like, and it kind of came out of left field. That's like, that's, a, that's what, what happened. Else? That's what I was thinking. Um, can like, can you think of any time in the entertainment industry that that something has completely shut everything down? No. Yeah. Ooh. It's just. I mean, the Writers Guild they go on strike, certain like that, but yeah, the Directors Guild or whatever. But there's nothing like that. But this is not just entertainment; it's everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything is shut yeah. down. So it's like, yeah. At first, I'm like, this isn't bad hanging out at home. I can be all right for a few weeks here. But but now it's about a month. Now it's going to be yeah. going another month. And after a while, people are getting a little crazy. You know? <laughs> but there's the Trump people that are just freaking out. We want we want our liberty. Yeah, you know, go hang out with everybody and see how long it lasts. Yeah, that's what right. I don't get. I mean, you're just going to kill yourself and screw everything up. But yeah. and people just kind of getting antsy. The money thing is a problem. So, yeah, that's bad. But. But you know, at the other side of this thing, when if you, we get through this, I think everyone's going to be better. I, do, I really do. Yeah. I feel like people will appreciate exactly. things a lot more, and, exactly. and hopefully, this this there'll be more peace in the world, and the, that people will be more health conscious and, and uh, a lot more health Definitely. conscious, and that people will help protect the environment more. Because the one good thing coming out of this is the uh, fact that the, the oceans and the, some some of the you know a lot of the pollution has, got, has gotten much better because the water's getting cleaner and stuff because in the air yes. pollution better because no one's driving and the ocean's somehow cleaning up and like venice you can see the bottom and stuff they couldn't even do that before <laughs> uh, so uh, that's one good thing but the most part is i think just people hopefully will will appreciate life a lot more when this is over i know i will because yes. i mean it, you could be all over you know somehow you catch this thing and it's a matter of a few days it could be all over so i'm gonna live every day like it's could be the last day of my life because I, I'm not going to be around forever, so no matter what. So I yes. figured I'm going to spend, once this is over, the next 10 years, just having the time of my life, I guess, and do and still work, but, you know, try to just be appreciative of everything I can do and kind of help give back along the way. And then I'll feel like I was here for a reason, not just yes. to have fun. <laughs> so. 
All right. So, so just to wrap it up now, um, final question. Uh, what what advice would you give to uh, someone that that wants to do uh, producing and directing? Uh, like, what advice would you give to an inspiring uh, person? Well, I think uh, it's pretty easy to shoot stuff now and with YouTube and you know, the social media stuff. If, if you have an idea, you just can go out and do it on your phone. I mean, before it was really difficult to go shoot stuff and edit it and you know uh you know try to put it on something but now the the, the ways you can do it you know, anyone can do it which kind of sucks for me because i've been doing this forever now these little grommets come along and just with their phone you get this amazing <laughs> stuff and with the edit tools and stuff they, they you know as much as i've done shows i've always had an editor work with me these like 10 year olds can edit on their phone and shit is amazing and so i was like oh man <laughs> it's a different world right now but but if I want to be a producer, director, it's, a, it's all about the idea of what you have. And it's got to be different than other people's. And because a lot of people are doing just fun stuff, cool things. But just got to come up with an idea that's different than anybody else's. And then, you know, if, if, if you're creative, shoot it. If you're not creative, find somebody that is and, and, you know, and get creative together, I guess. And then put it up on YouTube because you can put anything up on YouTube pretty much. So yes. or on social media, Facebook or Instagram, whatever. And just, you know, maybe it'll take off. Because one thing I've discovered is I used to think I know what people want to watch. You know, I try to, you know, do the best quality stuff, but, you know, take a, you know, hours and hours to edit something to make perfect. But people really don't care that much about that. They just want to see it. And, you know, they, whatever it is, don't want to be overproduced. And they just want it to be, you know, and not that long. Because people's attention span is, yes. you know, I used to do half hours and people would be totally into it. Now, uh, five minutes, that's a long time to watch that thing. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? I just, you know, I don't know. But, uh, you know, so I, I used to feel like I was, you know, knew what was going on, but now I have to kind of pay attention to my younger friends that tell me what's the TikToks and stuff. Yeah, TikTok. You I know? was just about to say yeah. TikTok. Like, yeah, I mean, and I, I mean, you should do a TikTok. Like, well, maybe. I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, so, I kind of sting, so I, Bianca said, you should, in case you, oh, my, my instant, my uh, social media girl said, you should do a TikTok. Well, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> well, TikTok uh, is only 15 seconds, so it, it's gone from 30 minutes to yeah. you know, 15 I think seconds. I can handle that, maybe. I, I, I'll, I'll play it. Whatever it takes to get followers for stuff, I mean, you got to play the game somehow. That's right. I'll do what it takes to a certain extent, but uh, I, I'm willing to adapt. I'm a pretty good chameleon. I can adapt to the situation pretty good. Yeah. So if I had to do some TikTok and make a fool out of myself and to push some, get some subscribers, I guess I'll do it. That's it. Well, the, yeah. the, I, I was watching the basketball before it, uh, it got shut off, NBA, and uh, they had, at the halftime break, they had these three girls, just girls, and they put videos up on there. And uh, how many subscribers do you have? Oh, I have 8.6 million. Oh, what, what do you have? I have 7 million subscribers. And I was like, ah, That's how crazy. is that? <laughs> How do you have that many? That's nice. Uh, well, that those that's big numbers. You know, that is sure. huge numbers. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, oh, I don't what know do you how the hell they do? did that? Oh, you know, just a you know, uh, just a normal girl just putting you know, videos. Yeah, I mean, up some of these big, big, like you know, the Kendall Jenner's and stuff. You know, like, I mean, millions and millions, but you can't yeah. look at that. You just got to be more realistic. <laughs> that's right. Well, if I can get a million, I'll be happy. Yes, <laughs> you know, I'll be thrilled if I get a million. So. But, you know, I, I think we can do it eventually, but it just, it's frustrating. I don't yeah. want to, I don't spend as much time as I should. It's like, I don't answer people back in the comments stuff. Like the girls, Casey and Bianca, especially Bianca, she, she answered probably, 
put something up, the first seven minutes will get like 200 comments. And like, I don't get 200 wow. comments in a lifetime on my shit. But, but on hers, <laughs> I mean, she, and she answers back, oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't do that ever. I guess that's, that's what I should start doing. But it's about the, the, these guys feel like they know them now because they answer back. You know, yes. I, I'm just a guy shooting pretty girls' pictures and stuff. Right. So they really, they like, they follow me because they like to see the pictures, but they're not interested in me. They're interested in looking at the pretty pictures. <laughs> with, with them, they, they want to feel like they're their friends. So they're that's how, it's, you know, I, I realize that's how it works. So I, was, I can't, and then just kind of realize that. So, but hopefully people will get into NCTV because I really think we got some great stuff that you can't see anywhere else. And, and so I, I'm hoping... It'll all be worth it. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, yeah, so, what, what is the the, the future plans for, uh, for for Casey? We've got Edge TV. We've got the Bikini Destination still going. You know. Well, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, for you know that if that's going, that keeps you pretty busy. That's, so, that's gonna, definitely going to be. We have a lot of. We want to do. Uh, we want Bianca is actually interested in doing a show about wellness, and you know, we're, we might do something about how to stay really healthy and fit. You know, we might you know, actually kind of have a couple ideas about that. So, All right. Um, so I think that's going to be part of it. And how do we give back a little bit? So we want to do stuff where we're, you know, showing like even on our uh, one of the shows we just did, where the guys climb up mountains and wingsuit down and land on the beach. Then you know, in Corsica, where it's really clean and beautiful, there's still a lot of plastic on the beach and stuff. So every time they they land anywhere, they pick up. They spend about 20 minutes picking up trash take off the beach and you could just say like if everybody can do a little something like that mm. you know it, it helps so we mm. want to do little things that, that help people realize that you got to take care of this planet because I mean, it was just earth day but yesterday and yes. uh, the day before yesterday and uh so we want to do stuff for charities and earth stuff and we want to we don't i don't want to just have a channel about pretty girls and extreme sports i want to show have you know some good messages with it so i i don't want to just you know be just another Extreme sports chick channel. <laughs> I want with good music. I want to have some shows that have some meaning to it, and yes. and you know we can help people along the way. That's, that would that would feel good, pretty much. And and are you also on Patreon as well? I like, what? Uh, there's a thing called Patreon, and then uh, you can put pictures and videos on there as well. And you can actually, um, it, it's like. I, I don't do it as yet because you know I, I need more followers. But um, for for someone like you, it, it, it um, you can you know pay five dollars a month, ten dollars oh, a month, that, twenty dollars a month. I thought that month. was more for girls that want to get a little sexier. I don't know. I, I'm not sure. About oh this. no, 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 no. It's no, nope. no. It's it's all for um, all different entertainers and oh, anybody okay. that wants to get on well, there. Yeah, maybe I can do that. But I would just kind of promote you know for the, if you want to spend that kind of money, just go to Edge. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, way more than I can put up there because I, I mean, I could do some other stuff on on ads where you could pay a little bit more, where we just a little bit sexier stuff or some stuff that's more exclusive. But I just want everything to be on ads. Pay three ninety nine, you you get everything. Yeah. So I mean, that's I think that's how it works. I mean, it's a good deal, and it's uh, and we're gonna keep continuing to shoot the best stuff and the prettiest girls and the most extreme athletes and and cool music stuff and you know I you know for the money there's no commercials and it's it's you can. It's easy to, to maneuver around. We we completely redid all the software stuff, so I think uh, now it works really well. So I'm not embarrassed to f show people and you know, oh, it's not working. Damn it! It's <laughs> <laughs> trying to be and crazy, no, but now we have. It's we're working Vimeo, and so it works much better now. So and thank God, because it was frustrating in the beginning. You'd pull up stuff, and it would take forever to download. So this isn't working. <laughs> but but uh, but now Vimeo works good. You can. 
do all kinds of stuff with it. And it's it's much better. It's and taking no time comment. to get, take a no long time to get to this point. So I'm pretty happy with it now. I'm, I'm not embarrassed about it. I'm like, you go check it out. It's good. If you don't like it, I'll be surprised. But, but I know it's worth the money for sure. And no commercials either, did you say? No, I tried the commercial thing when it was on uh, like Roku and stuff, but you know, for the amount of people I had, it was just annoying. I wasn't getting hardly any money. It just it had these same commercials just popped out of nowhere. And just like, I can't stand watching it myself. You can't fast forward or anything. So I'm like, if I can't stand it, I'm the one that's supposed to be getting money. These other people aren't going to like it. So I said, yes. lose the commercials until we get some popular anyhow. And then, uh, but I just, I think it's just better for the subscriber stuff. So as long as it's easy to do, just pay it by easy, an easy way to punch in whatever, PayPal or whatever. So you don't screw around with credit cards and all that stuff. And you can do it and it's cheap, it's easy and it all works. That's, that's, that seems to be the best way to go. Absolutely. But it's hard to compete with YouTube, let's face yeah. it. <laughs> but yes. I'm trying. I mean, before I never had to compete with YouTube, the thing that has every problem. They have all my shows on too. I don't know how they get them all. But if you yeah. look at Bikini Destinations, there's tons of stuff that, that I didn't give to people that they claim is theirs. It's all mm -hmm. mine. And then there's other shows I did. I just, the very first windsurfing show I did in 1985 is up there. Like, wow. Where the hell they get this stuff from? But they never get lawsuits about stuff. Do, I can't, how can I don't they do know. that? It's frustrating, to be honest. Yeah. It's off free. And all these concerts, all these great music things. I really don't know how they pulled that off. They have like everything you can imagine. But, but mine's, you know, this is YouTube, but it's got condensed the cool stuff that hopefully people like that. You don't have to go all different places, but. You know, it's not easy to compete with YouTube, but this is yeah. a pretty cool channel, <laughs> I, I think. I, I agree. <laughs> is there any destination that you haven't been to yet, or besides Australia, uh, that that you want to want to go to in the future? Oh, I'm looking forward to going to Maldives. You know, oh, and this, and, right. yeah, yeah, the Maldives, I'm really looking forward. I've never been to Dubai either, so but I think to go to Maldives, we're going to go to Dubai first and do a little bit of stuff there. Because besides the models and stuff, we, we do shows called Beyond the List where we we you know do the the best hotels, best restaurants, oh, coolest yeah. cars, and my friend Jay Jay Alvarez has been there doing some stuff where they 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 have had access to these really cool places. And my other buddy Brendan that works with them, they they do they skydive into these places and they do all kinds of crazy stuff. So I know all the best guys doing all these great things for for you know in terms of like the wingsuit flyers and best surfers and stuff and you know. Jay's a great guy, but he's 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 blow, he's huge now. He's you know yeah. he's amazing. But I'd like to do more with him somehow. <laughs> he yeah, almost right. was he almost came to Mykonos, but but it was a, it was just a, it was hard to pull off all the stuff. But but I'd love to do something with him. Awesome. He's he's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, all right. Oh, popular Casey, guy. eight million followers. Oh, very popular. <laughs> Very popular. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just let, let's one more time. Uh, you want to just quickly go through all, all the social medias and uh, where to get in contact with you? Okay, sure. I mean, uh, my, my main social media lately has been uh, Instagram, which is CKC Bennett. And then uh, there's Bikini Destinations is uh, on there also, which got a lot of stuff and then on Instagram and on Facebook. And we have Edge uh, TV on Instagram and Facebook. Well, the main thing is go check out Edge TV, which is is uh, Roku, iPhone, uh, Android, all the main things. <laughs> all, those <social> medias, <laughs> all, yeah. those, all those streaming services. Yes. So it's, it's hopefully you can find it because it works pretty well. It works great on your phone. You know, if you got an iPhone, it works really well. And then you can just stream it to your TV. So that, that works pretty <laughs> amazingly well. It's amazing the technology these days. I remember you have to, 
if you wanted to go hook into your TV, I'd have cables and all this stuff. And now he's just like, it's just going there. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it's amazing, the technology. I mean, we live in a great time for technology. So Definitely. I'm pretty Definitely. happy about that. But yeah, so Edge TV on your iPhone, Roku, Apple TV, and Bikini Destinations on Instagram, Facebook. I gotta do more Facebook. I'll be back, Facebook. Sorry, I neglected you. <laughs> All right, Casey, thank you very much for your time. Uh, you're a true inspiration. Um, I would love to have your job, <laughs> um, you know, combining, you know, beautiful girls with uh, music and sport and uh, extreme sports. And uh, you know what? Um, you're playing your music and you're just enjoying life in general. And these are the stories that I love hearing. Very inspiring. And uh, I hope for the younger listeners, uh, you get a chance to, you know, uh, see what you've done and hopefully they can do the, be inspired to do the same thing. Well, thank you. Well, I, uh, you know, I, I, I figured someone's going to eventually want to talk to me about what I do because, I mean, I would think just, I have a pretty good job. <laughs> there was a show like the best jobs in the world. I kept waiting for my phone to ring, but I never did. But, but uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very blessed to do what I do. And when I and when I come to LA, let's uh, let's have a jam, all right? Yeah, come on, for sure. Yeah, I, I always have an open door for that stuff. Anytime to to rock out, it's fun. I, I'll have to bring my my left-handed guitar. I'm left-handed. Are so, you left-handed? Uh, I like Paul McCartney. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jimmy I have Hendrix. a Paul McCartney bass here. That, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that uh, you know. Yeah. Well, it's good good to talk to you. Yeah, yeah it's great to, to talk to Australia, you. Too. I'll look you up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Come on down, come on down. We we uh, we look forward to seeing you, and definitely, um, I'd, I'd love to speak to Bianca and Casey as well, yeah, and yeah. talk about their careers. Talk to you. In fact, I'm gonna call Bianca as soon as I hang up. Not alright. All right, Casey. Thank you very much for your time. I'll bye say good day, mate. Bye bye. Good day, mate. Do a little Aussie accent. Good day, good day. All right. You take care. It was fun. Okay. Right. Bye bye. See you. Bye.